Hello everyone, welcome again to our public discourse. It's going to be our 11th episode. It's kind of crazy. It's almost one year now. We're always one year on the air. Uh, my name again is Sancho Asinto. I'm your host with your co-host Ricardo. And of course, our special guest and a good friend of mine, Miss Leila Zhu. So Leila, I met her in college. We've been friends for a long time now, more than like five, six, seven years, I believe. And we met in Circle K International. That was a college I was a college organization I was part of, she was part of, and eventually she joined Toastmasters. Uh, she was actually our current uh, vice president of membership in our Speakeasy Toastmasters Club. Let us know if you want to join us. We're very welcome. We can do online hybrid stuff. So Leila, she's from Shanghai, China. Uh, she has her, she went to the United States to study at University of Maryland for her master's program, and she eventually graduated and became an accountant. She works in DC as an accountant right now. She's been in the United States for seven years. She loves movies and music, especially the Beatles. It's her favorite band, same as me. We shared that passion for the, the band from Liverpool. And she loves podcasts, uh, including the Harvard Business Review After Hours. And that's why she also listens, an avid listener for our public discourse. I really appreciate that. And she wants, she wants to start her own podcast one day. So let me introduce right now Miss Leila Zhu. Hi everyone, I'm Leila. Thank you, Sancho, for introducing me. Awesome, awesome. So this is Ricardo. I uh, just want to say, Leila, thank you for uh, joining us in the podcast. I'm sure we're going to have a great conversation. So I want to ask you about China. Um, and I want to ask about your life there. You know, I'm really, I think this will be an interesting kind of deep dive into the day-to-day -day life of uh of a Chinese uh, individual or a Chinese immigrant and what China was like as opposed to America. So I'm kind of curious as to, I really want to start there at least. Um, first of all, what did you used to live in a big city or did you used to live out in a more rural area? Um, because I want to juxtapose it as opposed to where you're working now, which is DC. So what, uh, where'd you used to live? Was it kind of in a bigger city or was it in a more kind of rural, smaller area? Uh, I was grew up in Shanghai. It's like one of the biggest city in Shang, uh, in China, and it's a metropolitan city. So when you think about uh, Shanghai, I usually compare it with New York City. So uh, so there's uh, the building looks same, and the the neighborhood looks same, and uh, it's like uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, and uh, um, so I would say my life in China is uh, city life. Mm -hmm. So when I came to University of Maryland, I am not very used to the life there because, you know, College Park is kind of like suburb and it's not very safe. So uh, mm -hmm. in Shanghai, I can walk on the street at like 12 a.m. in the morning. I won't be afraid. But when I was in College Park, I don't go out uh, after like 6 p.m. Um, so uh, if, if it's like 10 p.m., usually I will ask people to drive me to somewhere. Yeah. That's, hold on, that's interesting. Uh, first of all, I think it's funny that you mentioned that uh, when you used to go to UMD, uh, you wouldn't feel as safe. And it's funny that you say that because I actually, I uh, work for a... Uh, uh, higher education institution and um, we get emails at least three times a week I'll say of somebody who got robbed in the area <laughs> like and I remember I used to get those even in Towson I don't know if you ever used to get those Sancho when mm -hmm. you either went to GM no, George Mason over. is a completely safe place for safe people we lived okay so Layla and I, 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 we, I never, we, we, never were, we were Layla and I we were roughing it in the hood then all right fair enough See, see oh. all in Maryland, right? That's yeah, we were in Maryland. Yeah, no, I don't know. know yeah. the, Maybe like, we just don't have the alert system, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they left you to fend for yourself. And to to like to give you an example how unsafe Maryland mm -hmm. the college park is, it's like the car insurance I have in Maryland, it's like 300 every month. But when I move to D.C. and the, uh, Arlington, it becomes like $90 every month. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't know College Park is such a... I didn't know it was that dangerous area. either. Wow. That's just, Well, okay, so in Shanghai, so you said you could be up till 12 a.m. and you wouldn't even feel worried. I don't know how to ask this, so I'm just going to ask. 
what comes to mind. Why? Like, why were you not worried? Because, like, in America, that, like, as somebody who grew up here, and, and so to give you a little bit of backstory, uh, Layla, well, I think I already mentioned it before the podcast. I grew up in D.C., but where mm-hmm. I grew up in was a pretty rough neighborhood. And so never in my mind have I ever thought it was safe to be out at 12. Like, I still did it, mm-hmm. but in my mind, I never, like, I was never totally comfortable. I'm always looking around. So it's it's kind of mind-boggling to me to hear that, like, you know, you felt you would feel safe. So I'm kind of curious about that. Like, what, is it cops everywhere? Is it, like, just crimes less? Like, I'm, I'm really curious as to why why you think that is or, um, yeah. So firstly, I think uh, um, there's not many cops in the, uh, in the city. So, uh, I mean, when I live in D.C., I feel like it's cops everywhere. Uh, but in Shanghai, you normally don't see cops. And the cops are not, like, all, like, serious. They are, like, more friendly. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think it's a more important thing is safer because uh, no one has gun and no one carries knife on the street. And uh, there's a lot of people on the street. It's not, like... Here it's like uh, maybe not so many people uh, on on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very interesting because I never thought about why it's so different, and uh, I feel like it's hard for me to adjust to the life here. Gotcha. Like, I I cannot recognize where it's safe, where it's not safe. You know. Mhm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I can butt in a little bit with that. It's kind of. This is kind of blowing my mind because I would thought it was the reverse. I mean, you're the, you know, you're from China, right? Leila, you're the expert there. I mean, I, I consider myself as the expert from the Philippines. You know, I was 17 years old when I left there. And this is just blowing my mind because when I was in the Philippines, as you know, it's pretty dangerous country, you know, and especially with the new president, there's a lot of killings in the streets. You sing my way, they, they stab you or they shoot you in the head. You know, but it is, it is known to be kind of like, Regardless, saying, you know, we have to be, like, careful. We At night, we have to go home. You know, there's a lot of robbers. And that is, I mean, a little more digress a little bit, but that's, like, the argument for the Duterte regime. Because before, I would say it was more dangerous before Duterte because the criminals, they're not afraid of the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that's why they keep committing crime and they kill so many people at night. But then when Duterte started killing all those criminals, now people are scared. So I don't know, because, you know, when I left the Philippines, I was pre-Duterte. And I know for a fact it is a pretty dangerous place. And one thing I remember, and, you know, us Filipinos, we love the United States a lot. They keep saying, hey, in the U.S., it's so safe. You can leave your bag anywhere. You know, it's a lot safe. So for me, my ideal, like, safest place is the United States. Okay. And just to hear that, oh, wow, like, for Layla's perspective, it is actually more dangerous in the U.S. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I thought this is the safest mm-hmm. place on earth, you know? Uh, so that's kind of like a, a, I guess, a big revelation to me. That's kind of mind blowing to me, you know. Real quick, I wanna, I do wanna jump in here and ask something. And if it's too personal, you don't have to tell me. But did you live in a nicer area of Shanghai? And that was part of the reason. Like, I'm really, like, I am very curious about why this is. And not that I think uh, okay. like China was a dangerous place or anything, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I live in an okay. Uh, uh, okay district so we have like uh, uh, like 10 districts in Shanghai and they have like center area that that's the most uh, like um, nice area in Shanghai but I'm living in like the, the middle one and there will be like uh, worse ones they are more like suburb and uh, I think they one of the reasons it's not so dangerous at night is because we our stores or restaurants open pretty late. It's not like bar. It's like regular restaurant. It will open till like 12 or uh, 12 a.m. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so like uh, those markets will open till like 10:30 or 11. So uh, I remember one time I went back to China and I want to take like the visa photo and uh, it's like 6 p.m. at night and uh, I uh, my dad asked me to go to take the picture. I'm like, it's already 6 p.m. The the store is closed because I was thinking about the American way. My dad was like, what are you talking about? 
it's only six, so I was just going there to take the picture. Yeah. So okay, let me. So it's interesting that you say that the, all the shops were, uh, or there are many shops open, because like in D, you know DC especially, the latest thing is open is bars and a liquor store, you know, and don't fast forget food. the clubs. Don't forget the clubs. You cannot forget the clubs. Those DC clubs. Um, but was it normal for you to be, uh, for people to be up and about at at midnight? Like, is that? Yeah, like, it's normal. It's like, like a lot of people. And I'm yeah. talking about like all demographics. I'm talking about like even kids or or even teens. I guess probably not kids, but teens up to adults. Everyone was like up till around then. That was just part of normal life. Uh, maybe teens. They are more focused on studies, so their parents maybe not allow them to go out, but they can still walk on the street at like twelve, eleven. It won't be so dangerous. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, thanks for, I mean, is there slums there in Shanghai? What? What is it? Like slums, like just, you know, because every big city, right, there's always like a lot of homeless people and all those things. Is that the same situation there? Oh, yeah, they, uh, there are some uh, slums on the street too, yeah. Okay, so speaking, you want to say Ricardo or? No, 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 I was going to ask about, uh, I was going to ask about something related to America, but I can wait. What were you going to ask? No, I was just thinking because when Layla was talking about <laughs> the kids like had to study, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, you know, big, you know, something just ring in my in my head. So it's like, yeah, I think that is a big, a big topic to have discourse on. Right. Yeah. It's the difference between like work ethic or even just study ethic. Right. Like that just sounds like kind of. You know, you know the stereotype, right? The, chi- the Chinese that literally stereotype, ready to get where there. you're you're gonna keep your, you know, like no fun for you, just study, study. You're gonna be number one. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas here in the U.S., I think they kind of they kind of a little more loose. You know, they yeah. they party a little bit more and they don't work too much. I mean, they work a lot, but you know, they they balance work and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, it seems like China has a reputation. It's the culture has a reputation of. Uh, no fun, just all work. Being very studious. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you agree with that? What is your take on that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so for our uh, our um, school system, uh, so for like uh, one uh, 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 like uh, one to five, the uh, I mean, uh, a, a grade one to five, we went to elementary school. And then at that time, we will have an exam to get recruited to a middle school. Then from uh, six, uh, grade 6 to grade uh, 12, we went to the middle school. Then after the middle school, we will go to the high school. High school is three years. This is the brutal years for uh, all the students. So basically, they just do study. and. Uh, they just use three years to prepare them for the like the entrance to the college so we don't have like party we don't have like uh normally we don't have clubs uh like the interest the clubs um we sometimes they will squeeze the, the uh exercising classes to like math or english class um yeah so after the three years we will take the big exam to get recruited to the college all right, so I want to let me pause here just because I don't know how this compares to your schooling out in the Philippines, Sancho. And I think our schooling in the Philippines and the U.S. Were, were similar. All right, so first of all, it seems like you guys get recruited at every level. Is that mm-hmm. am I in it? So you so in middle school. So to even get to middle school, you're telling me like you even start from like age six. Uh huh. Or even earlier, and you and you're already getting to studying because you got to get to the best middle school. Yeah, now it's, people, now kids started to like get exams during kindergarten. Wow, that's so crazy. Because here in America, I think maybe till you're about. First of all, in America, elementary school is a joke. Um, <laughs> from grades like one to five, I mean, yeah, they establish a basis, but like. It's it's nothing as rigorous as what you've just described. It's uh it's way it's way easier. Why okay, so it seems like the ultimate goal is to get to the best college. 
Yeah. Is that is that really what it boils yeah, down I to? Like all this is preparation to get to the best college. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what. Uh. Okay. So. You want to get to the best college because you want to get the best jobs in China. Is that? Like yeah. I'm trying to get. I'm just trying to follow this. Like is is all this for the sole purpose of having a job? Because um, that's ultimately what college is for, right? You want to get go to best college, you get the best job you can, and then I so on. Like to mix the a lot of things. It's not only job is included, like the peer pressure and the, like your your reputation uh, included in the same thing. And the, uh, if you don't get into a good college, your your parents will be very shamed on you sometimes mm -hmm. so it's embedded into the culture, culture yeah. that you have to be academically successful yeah that is so interesting because it's the exact opposite i won't say it's the exact opposite <laughs> in america it is that is very dissimilar like here because because you gotta understand like here you can you can you can drop out of high school here right at 16 you could decide all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna either join a trade or i'm just done with school like that's how loose I would say it is, for for lack of a better word. But over there, it's like, yeah, it's like your your entire your like you say your reputation, your entire being is embedded into how successful you are in school. Mm -hmm. How the hell did they achieve that? <laughs> how did that happen? That is interesting. Yeah, that's what I find different too, and uh, I feel like um, all they. Uh, I think maybe because we have a large population in our country, then people will feel like they lack of resources. So whenever there's a chance to get to the resources, they will grab the chance. Uh, so they will feel like it's so limited for them. So that's a part of the reason, I guess. Can and, I? Yeah. Yeah, and I think they think the the knowledge and the college is the way to like change your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's so that was that was definitely like I, I think Americans are becoming more jaded to the college system now. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask uh, before I finish that thought is, uh, are jobs super competitive to get? Is that also like I know you say your reputation is embedded into it. But I'm like very curious. Is it like is it cutthroat to even get into a? Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to. So like, how do I make it? I want to make a comparison to U.S. Uh, for our Americans. Amazon. Sancho works at Amazon, right? Huge company. Yeah, I do. I work at the river. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, the river. Uh, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, that's the jungle. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, why do I feel like, have we, did we not mention that on the podcast? No, we did. I'm just Okay. Messing. Okay. You scared the crap out of me. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to dog my boy. Um, okay. So Amazon obviously is very competitive to get into Amazon. What's the bottom to Amazon? Mom and pop. No, that's a mom, not mom and pop. Not mom and pop. Let's just say regional, regional places, like three, three, three chain stores. Is it like super competitive even at that level? like super competitive or is it because i get like i said i'm trying to i want to i want the full picture and i get that it's embedded in the in the reputation and the culture but i also want to know is it like is it also from a uh environmental push like mm -hmm. yo you also got to work really hard because jobs are hard to come by because uh, you mentioned resources being limited for a mom pop shop it won't be so difficult for you to find job especially accountants everyone needs an accountant right Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to work for like Big Four or Amazon, it's still very competitive. So uh, if you want to work for Big Four, they will have uh, like a IQ test and uh, like uh, uh, oh, many, many like um, re recruitment uh, steps for you to work for the Big Four. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> so do you think that system works, Leila? Do you think like all like, you know, you're so pressured in school and those people who actually do really well in school, do they ended up becoming good, like great employees, right? Uh, I think uh, uh, it depends. So that's why I came here to find more solutions. 
Because I feel like a lot of times they they just try so hard in the in the school and they only know how to study and uh, doesn't care about their own uh, who they are and mm. what their personality is, what they are good at. They just do what uh, the teacher told them or their parents told them. So when they went to college, they may be very lost and they maybe just uh, um, just uh, lost themselves. So they might not do so well. So only a partial of people who know they are and can be very successful in the future. That's kind of depressing though, right? I was going to say, I mean, it sounds like a factory almost. Yeah, it's like, I mean, because I'm a big believer of being, you know, being well-rounded, being comprehensive, which yeah. I think this country, you know, the United States really emphasize on. Uh, do you, so do you agree with that, Leila? What do you think about that? What do you think about the difference between, you know, the, the one I was telling you, like, yeah, yeah. We're, yes, we're studying, but we're also partying. And when we party, believe it or not, there's a lot of advantages. You, you learn a lot of social skills. You know, you yeah. learn how to be really good at games, right? Mm-hmm. And you make more importantly, yeah, so more yeah, importantly you, you meet people. Yeah, exactly. You make networking where, like, you go to a party, you might meet your the person who's gonna give you that dream job of yours, right? Who can help you get to yeah. get that moment. So, do you? Yeah. What do you? What is your assessment between now that you know you live both of them, right? Both cultures. Yeah. So for me, uh, I was like, uh, I wasn't very care about who I am uh, before I came here and so it's very struggle when I live here and uh, um, and I feel like my mindset is still very very Chinese mindset I feel like you have to go to like a very good school otherwise you want to get a job and I think you have to get a very high GPA otherwise you will not get a job I always have this thought until recently it changed my mind because uh, one of my friends just went to state school and uh, maybe dropped off from uh, his college at first, but or went to military and went back to the university. Uh, then he got a very good job in like a, a famous company. So I feel like um, maybe uh, study is not the only way or if uh, you are good at study or high IQ doesn't mean you will be better than other ones. I think it's more important to like make decision by yourself and uh, trying to reflect by the mistake you make and uh, fix it, then a more well-rounded person become. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I would give uh, a little like some of my insights on that, and I have really strong feelings for that. Because, I mean, I've been <laughs> I feel so old, but I've been I've been in this you know my career now for like five years, right? And that five years, aside from just doing accounting, I, you know, I mean, you know, Ricardo, particularly at Rafa too, right? I'm really involved with a lot of other initiatives, including particularly what I'm talking about is in recruitment, right? Job recruitment. Remember with, the, you know, with, with the Rafa before, right? I was, I was interviewing people. I was very active in the job fair, and I attended those trainings. And it really depends on the recruiter, but I think the, like, the recruiter in Rafa, you know, she's a great person. Like she, you know, her style was very like. We don't care what school you went to. We don't care about your GPA. What we care about is like who you are and your work ethic. Like one of the main reasons they hired me and they really liked me because I was working three jobs when I was in college. Yeah, my GPA wasn't really high, but you know I feel like working three jobs and graduating is more impressive than working no job and spending your entire time studying. You know, mm-hmm. and that also working three jobs to survive, right? You know, I keep, I keep telling myself if I don't come to the shift I don't make money tonight I'm gonna die of hunger because I barely have money in my bank account and I need money to like buy those dollar menus in McDonald's so <laughs> yeah, right so you know so I think that is like and and now and you know the, the jungle right the river that I work out now in Brazil right so like mm-hmm. that is actually I took trainings there too and it's they actually have the same mindset like they don't really care much about your school like it's not a big deal right what really matters is your work ethic and how good you are. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be studying at this this company. You're going to solve problems. You're going to get things done, right? It's And you're not going to get things done by just reading. you got to do stuff. you got to be innovative. You're going to think outside the box. And going back to what Leila was saying, and that's something actually, I think in a way I can uh, relate as a Filipino, as we're both Asian, but I think it's, I think it's bigger in China. But that peer pressure thing is really real. Like, and a lot of it, and Ricardo, we can probably like emphasize too much, but it's the 
Asian culture, we're very collective. You know, we're like individualism is is very it's not really it's frowned upon. You know, if you're like somebody like I can do this, I'll do this myself. The whole the whole community will think you're crazy. Like, why are you like breaking off the herd, right? So including that herd, like I had that mentality too. I mean, I went to one of the best universities in the Philippines when I was there, and I was very condescending in my head. I'm better than that person because he went to a university ranked lower than me. You know, I had that big like you know mentality because that is a big deal, right? Going to those big universities and everything, like having that title, so it kind of inflates your ego. And it's like, like Layla said, it's very hard to get in those universities, you know, where, but in reality, it's really like, now that I'm working, I'm not a student anymore. I'm like, well, it's really how, how good of a worker you are. How can you, and a little more bluntly, how much money can you make for the company? Yeah. <laughs> right? At the end of the day, that's what the corporation wants, right? They want to make money. So who cares if you can memorize like 500 elements in a periodic table or how many are day, but you can't make them money, they're going to fire you, you know, but then if you're actually somebody who makes them bread and increase the stock price and all that shit, we'll be like, yeah, yeah, you, you might, you might, you might have like a 0.1 GPA or whatever your college dropout, but we love you. This is, yeah. You're making us rich. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know. We, let, me, let me ask about that. Is that because is China really is this? I want to know more about their system. Like, this, are they capitalism in that way? Because here in the U.S., right? Like, I mean, we know, we and Ricardo, you know now, you live here, but you know, it's all about like the net income, right? The revenue, revenue, revenue. Is that like the same mentality in like in China? Is it? Are they all about the money, 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 money? We're just gonna make money. You know? I think it's it's normal for a company to want to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. So they're all, they're also very capitalism, you know. It's all about like making the money. Uh, Not so, Leila. I think he's talking about the people. Uh, are the people, yeah, people like people very want money? To make money, yeah. That's so, why they. That's why the market opens so late. <laughs> so who who is? I think who, they are more hardworking than Americans to some perspective because. America maybe take some day off those restaurants. They were just like, I want to have a holiday. I will take a week off. But we maybe we want to like survive. So we maybe not take holidays, just work. That's crazy though. So there's a saying in China says it's called the nine nine six in the tech world because they have to work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and work six days. A week, so it's called nine Holy crap! That's like every day. Right? I just wanna, I just wanna juxtapose that to the fact that we complain about working forty hours a week. <laughs> just saying. And, and and Sancho, well, I don't any, well, I don't anymore. But Sancho, I know you work longer than forty hours a work week, especially uh, month ends and whatnot. But I get forty hours in like two days. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. But. That well, is insane, especially especially when you consider the fact that people people here they have forty hour work weeks and they don't even work like half that and they still act like they work too much. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, maybe U.S. sucks. <laughs> a little. Well, do you think that all of that hard work is like helping the country, right? I mean, it's been they've been successful. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, right? If the country and then you have a billion people and if they're all like superstars, they're all like super smart. They're all like super soldiers, you know, in a way, right? Is is that does that mean they're gonna they're it's producing great benefit, like in the overall? Uh, I think hard working, of course, helps with that, and the study, of course, helped uh, China to get better from before. But mm-hmm. it has other other facts to affect how to how the country will go in the future. I think. So what what are those if negative effects that you're thinking about yeah because that's maybe my next question right what is the mm-hmm. that seems to be very mentally unhealthy right well, it doesn't uh, seem tenable right i didn't yeah. know if it's a tenable thing but sorry mm-hmm. um so i feel like uh, americans they their base is very solid like their uh the, the all the school system is helping people to create new things uh rather than like copy uh, copy the uh, other people's things. 
So if it's like innovative, I will think it will have more more future because they create new things. Mm, so if if our country are not like uh, innovate new things, uh, I think it will always like follow other people's uh, footsteps. Yeah, okay. that's what I think. So you think hmm. in the U.S. they interesting. So, but how does that like? Uh, see, because there's you're saying that they it's more focused on memorization. Is that kind of what's the the deal there? Like with you know you said everyone's. We are not to like encourage people to create new things that much. So it's more like this is what's in the textbook, memorize it, answer it in the exam kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But I think they are doing better job to to trying to fix the problem and trying to um, like uh, update the the materials and uh, especially in Shanghai or big cities, they encourage people to um, well develop their kids. So maybe. Uh, these years, kids are very different from when I grew up, you know. So let's tell me about, tell us about more when you were a kid in China. How was it like being like a little, little Layla living in Shanghai? <laughs> uh, I think it's... How was life then, yeah. Uh, I think my childhood is pretty fun because I was living in a neighborhood and we know each other. So I was like, t uh, have a group of uh, kids play together and the uh, uh, and uh, uh, we know each other. Um, then after like middle school and high school, it's all like study, <laughs> and uh, you know like uh, party and the dating are like uh, like very uh, restricted in our school life. Wow, and it, that's for everyone in, like, in the culture. Yeah. So what, what? What? How do you guys like? Hold on. Enter, and, that's exactly what I was gonna ask you. Do you guys have fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, also that, is use that, the word entertain. I'm still trying to learn how to have fun. <laughs> that is wow. Okay. And sometimes I feel guilty when I have fun, you know. <laughs> oh no. Because you think hold on, because you think you should be doing what? Working or, or studying I or think maybe I should spend my time doing more like useful things. And I don't know what is useful things is. <laughs> so I was trying to like relax and uh, having fun more. Anytime you feel that way, just drink a little bit more. It'll go away. <laughs> That's a good advice. She got to be lunching. She got to learn how to be yeah, lunching. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's crazy. Let me share a little like story, right? So when I was in the... Uh, oh, shoot. Like back around 2007, I think around that time, I used to be, I used to be a part of this basketball camp, right, in the Philippines, and you know, I, I think I remember I took a cab one time, and at that time I was, I wasn't dating this Chinese, half, she's half Chinese, half Filipino, but she was like, we're not dating, but we just, we basically confess our love for each other. I don't know if you fall in love at 14, but you know, but at that moment I started just sharing it to the, I was just you know being a teenager, so happy, I shared it to the cab driver. And then they were like, oh, you know, like, let me, he shared a little anecdote that a lot of Filipinos know. Because it's actually, I don't know if you know this, Layla, but there's actually a lot of Chinese in the Philippines. Like, mm -hmm. basically, the richest people in the Philippines, they're all Chinese. <laughs> well, they're more like Chinese Filipino. They're like half and half. I don't know if they're, you know, I mean, they're like immigrants from China. But, uh, yeah, and, it, and that's one of the, you know, the, the girl that I, I was infatuated with back then. And... One thing she this this driver told me is like here's the difference in Filipinos and Chinese, right? Filip a Filipino earn like five pesos. He would spend like he would save like one peso and he would he, and then he would like use four pesos to like party and get drunk. Uh -huh. You know, it's a Filipino way, right? And that's true. We're like mm -hmm. like if you guys are not having fun, we're having too much fun. <laughs> that's like that is our culture. But then if the Chinese like make one five pesos. He's not. He's, he's gonna like invest all of them again, and you know, <laughs> there's no no fun. Like it's the four pesos we spend it to fun, right? So you yeah. get the five pesos and you invest it again, and that's why like the richest people in the Philippines, are, like it's like Gokong Wei, you know, like uh, Li Qingwa, like their their last their names are Chinese, and uh -huh. they are you know they own like the biggest uh, corporations in the Philippines are 
you know, but they're not Chinese from China. They're like from the, you know, they're immigrants, you know, it's like if I become big here in the U.S., they're like, well, he's American Filipino kind of thing, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, so that is just a fun fact, and that's really that's really interesting to me. And that, and now that you're saying it's like it's you're trying to learn to have fun. Like, well, let me let's ask Ricardo here. What yes. culture do you prefer? A culture <laughs> that is very economically successful and powerful, Sancho. but not Sancho. a lot of fun, right? Sancho. Like in China, right? Sancho. You don't even need to finish this question. Or, or the Filipino culture where we're <laughs> really poor and broke, but oh. we're having. We're having fun all the time because that's okay. like a big like contrast, right? With the Chinese. I thought so. I thought. Uh, <laughs> I no, thought, I'm not. I'm not asking about U.S. culture. I'm asking. That's about what I was gonna say. I'm like, how do you even compare yeah. that to U.S. culture? I think my culture is awesome so far. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's so, why, that's so Filipino right? culture. Yeah, <laughs> Filipino culture versus Chinese culture. That's yeah. We're we're like the complete opposite. We don't. That's really a tough one because I feel so like hard. the. Yeah. I feel like most people, the immediate answer would be. Wait, wait, Filip- before you answer, let me give you a little like anecdote in Filipino. Go culture. for it. Go so we, have, it. you know, you guys have Uncle Sam in the in the U.S., right? Uncle so Sam, yes. you, right? We have this guy named Juan Tamad, and his main thing is like he's so lazy that he he want he, he wanted to get some like uh coconut, but instead of climbing the coconut tree and getting the coconut, he just sit down below the coconut tree and waited for the coconut tree coconut to fall down to <laughs> fall on him. <laughs> yeah, that is like uh, I mean, I'm not speaking really bad for for our people, but it, we are. So you're making the you're we are making... chill island people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, guys, you guys like to hang out. Yeah, we but but in terms of having fun, we're the experts of that. Yeah, you guys certainly are. Yeah, so Man. would you rather have that you know very successful like in China, right? But you, you, all you do is study, and not have. Let me. Well, okay, so before, so even before I answer, I question for you, Layla, regarding China, and I want to make sure I did understand it because you said it a little bit earlier, and uh, I want to. I think we skated by it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you were, so you were mentioning like the shops staying open till eleven, and I think at some point I heard you say that it was to survive. Did I hear that correctly, or did you, or did I mishear that? So mm-hmm. actually, so did I hear that correctly? Yeah. You did say that. Okay. So the reason I bring that up is because, Sancho, you say that Chinese, in, in China, everyone's super successful. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know a lot of people are. Clearly, it's a very hardworking culture. But you don't obviously always make it to the top. And you also kind of lose your mind. Some people lose their mind along the way. So which culture would I have? I think I'd have the Filipino culture because it is more laid back, which is more congruent with my personal personality, um, which is redundant. Um, <laughs> That's like my, exactly. a public personality? Yeah, exactly. Uh, with my personality. So I can't, you know, I, you know me. I'm chill. I don't, you know. You're lunching. I don't, <laughs> I, exactly. I love lunching. I love hanging out. I love chilling. Um, so when I hear about the Chinese culture, I think I don't think I would have an issue with that particular culture if like everyone, you know, everyone was killing the game. But it, but that doesn't really seem like to be the case. Um, then again, you know, maybe if you took some of those people and brought them to America, then that's a whole different story. So, you know, maybe that's worth considering. But I don't know. I think it'd be Filipino culture, man. It's it's more laid back. I've never been somebody who's needed a whole lot. So if I can keep myself entertained out of the two cultures, yeah, I think it'd be Filipino. But I, I don't think it'd be a happy lifestyle, though. Yeah, maybe. You say those people in the Philippines are happy, right? Uh, yes. Are they happy yes, or, are they, so, or are they... Let, let me tell you this, Ricardo. So I or always, are they killing time really well? Yeah, so like what I'll tell you this, right? So one of the, you know, I mean, you know I'm very hardworking and I'm very yeah. ambitious and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's why I work in a river. But it's uh, mm-hmm. some, a part of me kind of want to be like those people in the Philippines. Because one thing they do, they sit down, they drink. The whole day they're just doing that. They play basketball, they drink, they just sit down. And you just walk in the street and you'll just see them. And they're having fun. They're laughing, making jokes, playing cards, playing games, playing the guitar. There's no schedule. You know, a lot of them are unemployed and they're receiving money from their relatives abroad. You know, and it's it yeah, rationally they're parasites, right? <laughs> Sucks, right? Like you know, I mean, and that's that's one of the biggest problems we have is you have a lot of lazy people, and but in a way I'm like I look at that and I'm like that is fun, 
Who yeah. wouldn't want to just play basketball, play the guitar all day, and play cards? You know. Well, that's the thing, man. I, you know, I, I hear you when you say that, yeah. but that sh- that shit gets old. Like me yeah, personally, I can't even go on like a two week vacation because it's like well, all right. That's the thing, because you're an American. If you're from the Philippines, you can do that all day, all week, all year until you die. You know, like that. A lot of people do that, like that over there, and it's. I don't know. I can see. I can see it right now because I've done it. I've, I've hmm. played, you know, played guitar. Right. I've, I know those people. I've hang out with them, and they're just really fun, and they're just contented with their lives, you know. Yeah, and it's 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 really like it's sad in a way because it's like in in a you know American view, it's like oh they accomplish nothing. It's so sad. But then no, that's not really it. Well, you know, my personal. I mean, that, that yeah. could be general but American it, view. I don't. I don't maybe. I don't know if that's yeah, a general American think about view. It, they're like they're contented, they're happy. I mean, a lot of Americans live like that too, right? That's what I was gonna say. That's why I don't think that's the. That may be like a New York, L.A., D.C. Yeah, view. that's what I meant. Yeah, that's you what, what I, mean, I mean. The American way. It's like but that. if you're from like Montana, you're like, yo, that sounds yeah. pretty fucking. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think a lot of people here are living like that. You know, like hillbillies and stuff. You know. I won't say like hillbillies. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but we have a good amount of those kind of people in the Philippines. You know, there's some of them are just farmers. They just want to farm and they just like, you know, go ahead and drink after a good farming day and just play the guitar, play basketball. And they live a very simple life. You know. Layla, I'm curious. So, what what would be something that you wish you could remove from from Chinese culture? If that's like not too heavy of a question. Mm-hmm. So like, like I hear like you know like how students are are brought up, you know, in that kind of miserable way. But uh, would you get rid of that school system at all? Mm-hmm. Like, or I mean, modifications sound necessary. That sounds like a hellish lifestyle. But um, you know, when you hear like what I said in America, where you could drop out. Get it, you know, drop out at like 16 or 17. I don't even know what the age is, and you don't really have a plan after that. Is that better than or than this more uh, rigid? Like, I mean, it's 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 a than a Chinese system. I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, so for uh, when you say a Chinese culture, I think it's like more stuff, uh, not just the the school system. So if you said uh, uh, I like uh, which system better, American or Chinese, I would definitely think uh, I like the American uh, school system better because mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's more diverse and uh, it's, it's focused on self-development rather than like the co- collective thing. Because the agency is like they don't care about individual, they care about the whole group if it's like good or not but they don't care about yourself so yourself is like sacrificable for the group mm-hmm. um so uh, i like uh, american way of like educate kids i think i i'm i i i agree but i also want to be devil's advocate for a bit for the thought for for just for the purpose of thinking about this um that that makes sense, you know, that we teach kids to be more individualistic. But is that always? Do you think we're even doing it correctly? Because we can take this COVID example. If you had somewhere like China where it's more community driven, you're not. You don't have half of America not vaccinated. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. dealing with this nonsense months after we should have been. And if you're unvaccinated, and you hate that I just said that, I don't care. Um, <laughs> So, you know, there are definitely flaws in the American system. You know, yeah. would you agree or? Uh, I think that every everything has like good side and bad side. So when you like, um, when you focus on like the individualist, so you have to deal with the problem. It's like the COVID thing. Um, so it will like take longer to fix this problem, but I feel like um, if the the system is like uh, able to change, then people will take ideas to fix the problems. But it's 
just going to take a long time and then maybe it will have like an innovative way to like fix the problem we are facing right now. And, uh, and we are enjoy our working from home time, right? <laughs> if, if it's not like the, the thing take this long, we won't be able to like find a ways to work from home this long and find the benefit of working from home. Mm-hmm. Let me... Uh, let me ask this question. I've been thinking yeah, about this, Lena. So, with in the Chinese, because in American culture, right, just in the world, right? Philippines, everywhere, it seems to be like a thing. There's there's something called income inequality, right? Where there's like there, most of the money is only with the few rich, while most of the population is either is poor, you know, or poverty line, barely getting by, or even just dying of hunger, right? Like, is that the same situation in China? You think is there like few people who are rich and then like this most people are poor or middle class because like i mean let me give my perspective right so in the philippines majority are poor there's a very small middle class and there's very small super rich but majority are like they call it the masa the masses well here mm-hmm. in the u.s yes there are poor there are rich but the, most of the money is in that very super rich one yeah. percent right but I think we have a pretty strong middle class here in the United States, whereas mm-hmm. in the Philippines, there's a weaker middle class, but there's still mm-hmm. a lot of poor people. I don't know if middle class are poor or more. It depends how you define poor, because a poor person here in the U.S. is actually rich in the Philippines, if you do like the calculate, the, you know, the currency calculation. So how is that? Yeah, what is that situation in China in terms of middle class, poor, rich? Yeah. Uh, I feel like in, uh, America has more middle class than China. But the like the super rich, it will just be like one percent. It's kind of like um, America, and uh, there's still a lot of poor people, especially in the other cities. Okay. Yeah. So it's very. I would you would say it's 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 very similar to the Philippines, but I guess you guys have a stronger middle middle class, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, another question I have, I've been wanting about it, because China has been a dominant power for, like, millennia, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. a history lover, and I've always, you know, back even when the Roman Empire was around, Chinese empires already is strong, you know, like Roman Empire in the West, and then China in the East, you know, the dominant power, and then eventually the Euro, you know, fall of Roman Empire, UK, and now the US, and China's still there. You know, so what is what do you guys teach in like? And I'm really curious, and it's a very long history, right? Like, what do they teach you in school about Chinese history, like throughout? You know, when you were a kid, what what are you learning about the history of China? Or teach you about uh, dragons and all that stuff too, mysticism, all those things. Or? No, we don't talk about dragons, but we uh, in our history class we talk about the the dynasties. So okay. we talk about the, all the uh, dynasty in the ancient times uh, through the 5,000 years and how they were taken over and uh, what is uh, that time the the political system is and uh, what what works what doesn't work and uh, how it's conquered by the other other uh, dynasties. Oh wow! I want to learn a lot about those dynasties. I've been I just. I don't know, I'm just fascinated by that. I mean, you said 5,000 years, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Comparison, the, the United States has only been around for around 200 years. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have anything, Ricardo? No, no, no. I was, uh, was going to ask, um, what's something, what do you miss? Okay, so actually, before I even ask this, how often do you go back to China? Uh, through the seven years, I only been back fourteen times. You said fourteen. Uh, seven years, I only no. been back for two times. Two. Oh, you've been back twice. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask you, what is what's one thing that you miss about China? Uh, of course, my my parents, my mm. grandma, and the food there. Hmm. Yeah. Do you uh okay? I was gonna I, I I guess I meant I guess what I was trying to lead to was like uh is there anything there in China that they do differently in the U than the U S that you like either prefer or something that you kind of miss whether it's like 
I can't even give you an example. Whether it's the way they greet people, I nah, that's not even a good example. But does that question make sense? Oh, okay. So I think it, in China the the metro system is much better than here. The public transportation system, and um, um, and uh, I think people normally don't uh, greet uh, each other on the streets, not like here. People don't yeah. greet each other on the streets in China. No, we just we just keep our head down. <laughs> Because I feel like That's Asian culture were more reserved, but uh, American yeah. culture were like That's more true. open. So yeah. I'm trying. It takes me a long time to learn eye contact and uh, saying hi, how are you to people. And when I uh, study English in China, when we say greeting, we say how do you do, and uh, our answer will be I'm fine, and you. So it doesn't <laughs> work here if you. Say like that, people will like. What's wrong with this person? You know. Yeah. So, it took me a long time to learn how to answer. Like, how are you doing? Uh, it's just basically it's just hello. You don't have to say a lot of stuff. It's yeah. Just take a long time to learn. Yeah. Do you? Uh, did you say what? What was? Uh, what was something that was a big culture shock when you came to America for the first time? Uh, I feel like it, it's. Uh, it's like everywhere because like it's like totally different uh, culture and uh, so for uh, the biggest difference is like uh, although uh, Americans seems very nice to people but they still very private so uh, do, uh, if it's like workplace for example uh, some people they don't like to talk about their private life so uh, so maybe uh, they only keep it very professionally, but they are nice. Um, but in China, if you work there, you will know all the gossip around the, the coworkers. <laughs> yeah, so, but but we don't say hello or like do small talk normally. Gotcha, so you guys get, well, so would you say you guys get very personal very quickly? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, so the boundaries thing maybe not so clear in China, but in America, I feel like people can set the boundary very clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Okay, because... Okay, so in my head, I'm seeing like contradictions, and, and I want to see if you can kind of make it make sense. So like you say, typically people are more reserved in China. Uh, um, Strangers, but uh, I will give you an example how personal yes. people can get. So yes. if you are in the workplace in America, you want to ask people uh, the salary. You want to ask if they they are like have a boyfriend or married or not. Mm. Uh, if you don't know, uh, they will answer you or not. Or you will not uh, ask them how much you put down on your like mortgage or something. Mm. But it's very common in China. They can talk about it like. How much you earn, and uh, do you have a boyfriend, and uh, gotcha. like how much you put on the mortgage, like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's actually very mm -hmm. similar to the Philippines. That's one of my culture shocks as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was really excited to go to work when I was in the Philippines because I thought I have so many best friends. We're gonna talk about everything. But then I work here, it's like, oh, no politics, religion, no, you, you might get sued, sexual harassment, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's so many rules, right? Because yeah. everyone's afraid to, like, lose everything here, especially. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would also echo what Layla said for me. Mm. Uh, I had to adjust to that hello, how are you thing. But I actually liked it because I'm, like, a social person. That's, for me, that's one of my fab moments. I was like, oh, America's so awesome. Everybody's, like, friends with everyone, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, no. but then I realized what Layla's saying, right? They're all just saying that, but... They don't want to go deep, right? That's just a pleasant greeting to get yeah. through the elevator ride. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that yeah. is. Like my, my thinking when I first heard that, when I said, hey, how are you? Like, wait, so we're like friends now and I can go to your place and we can have dinner together? <laughs> like, you know, he's, you know, I mean, that was like, I mean, I was, you know. And it's like, no, he doesn't even care what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I learned that. Really... I learned that eventually. Yeah, no, it's really, man, it's interesting. Would you say that Oh, I, I'm, so here's what I'm curious about. What is dating like in China? Oh, yeah. That's a good if, you, if you spend your entire life, especially when you're young. Mm -hmm. Studying. 
<laughs> just studying. Well, well, so, okay, let's say, when do you, as a Chinese, as a typical Chinese person, uh, when would you expect to get your job? Would it be about 21, similar here in the U.S.? Yes, similar. It's 21, 22. So 21, 22. So you've spent, you've spent, uh, let's say, uh, 22 years of your life, and the only thing you focus on is studying in preparation of this one thing. So you you have no dating experience. You don't even necessarily, well, uh, you know, you're a woman, so you wouldn't necessarily know how to talk to men or women if that's your thing. Um, but <laughs> guys, especially, would know how to talk to women. So I'm curious, like, how does dating work? Are you guys set up by parents a lot? Is it more of a lot of matchmaking done by your community, or? How does that happen? I, I'm actually really curious about that. Yeah, so so that's the interesting thing because I feel like people are not very sociable in China, and the parents are restricted. You have any relationship after a bit before college, but they expect you to get married after you get a job. So there's a lot of people uh, who are who cannot find a, a partner. So there's a lot of like parents so eager for their kids to have have the uh, relationship happen. So they will go to uh, those events to arrange those things for their kids. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so that's another boundary thing too. Like in America, maybe their parents don't care, uh, not don't care. They are like w want to involve in that kind of thing. But in, in China, Normally, uh, parents are arranged that, and you know, in here we have like dating apps. In Shanghai, they have an app for parents to swipe for for the Holy kids. Crap. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so once you get out of college, it's your parents' new full-time job to get you married. Then is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, but my parents are more like uh, more open-minded, so they were not so rushed. Uh, but uh, now they are very, very like hurry. <laughs> hurry. <laughs> yeah, and they were like going to those events like all the time. I just. <laughs> That's crazy. I just a, little, let them a little bit of like I, I don't know if you know this, Layla, but in the Philippines, I told you a lot of Chinese Filipinos they're very rich. They actually do a lot of the arranged marriage, but they do it for business purposes. You know, like they're gonna get married. You know, it's kind of weird because now I'm like knowing this, or you know, in the U.S., like just have just hire a lawyer and just have a mergers and acquisition, right? But they actually like for our business to be together, our daughters and our son have to get married, kind of thing. But is that yeah. a thing in mainland China as well? Is that something that? Uh, yeah, important? if they are like business person, yeah, business, they will yeah. want to like marry their their uh, business partner's kids. It happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah but. But uh, normal people, they are still trying to find partners by like matchmaking, those kind of things. But I feel like a relationship will be developed uh, on the person's development. So if the person is not uh, mature enough, I think it's very hard for that person to find the, the right person. And there's a billion people in there too. <laughs> Yeah, how 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 is that like? Maybe you can uh you know how is that like? How is that living in a country with more than a billion people? It's like people everywhere on the street, so you're not scared at all. I don't. Is there like a there's like a long line every? You're trying to buy like ice cream. Yeah. It's a long line and everything. It's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah and the the metro will be like full packed every 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 single train. Wow, I really want to go. Let's go to China. Let's go, Ricardo. We can go. Yeah, where should we go? You let us go. I want, we I want go. to see Shanghai. They have a lot of tall buildings there, and I like tall buildings. Yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. Well, so we, we have like about a few minutes left. Uh, I really want this one, maybe last. I don't know if you have an, another last question, Ricardo, but my last question Why is Chinese food so good? Yes. <laughs> and is because, beer yeah. duck a thing? <laughs> is beer duck a thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, you can answer the first one first. Because we have like five thousand years of experience to cooking. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I love Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. is that a thing or is it America? So me and Ricardo, we enjoy this this duck, a beer duck, right? It's like a beer oh, sauce. Beer duck. Duck. Wow. Is, is that is that like traditional or is that just no, like? Is that yeah, duck is very 
original thing. Okay, so we're eating the real one. Yeah, right. my, one of my favorite food too. Yeah, because we're not sure here in the is this is this like a I knew you had good taste later. Americanized or is this a, <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> is the the real one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we can get some Chinese food next time. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Do you have anything else? We can just close it if you want to say anything regarding Leila. Close things out. Well, I want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. I think you've been yeah. a great guest. I've enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I enjoy it too. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Leila. Uh, appreciate you being here. And of course, that was, I think it was a pretty, pretty chill podcast we learned a lot about Chinese culture that is really wonderful just you know the day-to-day and yeah and, and really appreciate it Layla for opening up I know that's uh, like I said the American thing we don't really open up and I know you've been here for a while you probably adopted that as well but yeah thanks for opening especially for a public discourse right so thank you everyone for listening we're just gonna end here and once again we have an email address and newsflash we actually created a Facebook page so we created a Facebook page just about a, a week ago. So it's a baby Facebook page. So we put all our episodes there. So if you're on Facebook, please search Public Discourse and you will see our logo, the same logo you see on this podcast. And as well, you can send us an email if you have any questions. If you want to be a guest at publicdiscoursepodcast at gmail.com. As always, my name is Sancho Cinto, uh, Ricardo Chavez here is our co-host and our special guest, Leila Zhu, wishing you all a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, or if you're in the unlimited space, time, and void, happy existence. Goodbye. Bye.